Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take Command Podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. That is Logan Paulson. Uh, we don't often do a, a larger special teams preview. However, uh, that Jets-Packers game last week had a couple of block kicks. Uh, I don't know how much you watched uh, yeah. special teams tape. Not, not uh, a ton, but I'm familiar with. Yeah, you're a, but you, you played a lot of special teams in your career. Like If, if you're a, in the special teams meeting and the coach gets up and he's like, all right, they blocked a kick and they had one block uh, last week, like, how much does your antenna go up? What, what kind of things are, are being talked about? And how big of a role could special teams play this week? It definitely ramps up the intensity in a game like this because obviously like with block kicks specifically, like that's something you never want to show up on anybody's radar for because I guarantee you the special teams coordinator here is going to say, what rush did they run? How did they get to it? And can we do the same thing? And I think Quentin Williams block, blocks the punt. Um, you know, I think they were in like a defensive safe look and he just beats the guard. So obviously you say, well, maybe their guards don't handle their, their, the guard on punt protection doesn't handle big personnel well. So who can we put in here that's a big body? Is FA available? Maybe we can get FA and Casey in here on the same side and really stress this guard out and see if they get that problem corrected. And I guarantee you that's up this week, something like that, because both those guys play on teams. Both those guys are good teams players, and that wouldn't cost you anything to just put them say, hey, let's let's see if we can beat this guard up, see if they've got that issue fixed. Because you, you might end up getting a holding call, getting a block punt, whatever it is. So I remember when I was on punt and I played guard, and anytime there was any, any position let up any kind of pressure or they blocked a kick or we didn't pass off a stunt correctly, I was silently cursing to myself because I knew that we were going to see that. Even if it wasn't my fault, teams were going to test us constantly with that until we had shown over the course of probably three weeks that we had gotten it corrected. And so it's funny because usually when that happens, the pressure rate increases and the number of those looks increases. And so it just is kind of a compounding thing. So I would expect right. Katzer to get after these boys this week and really see like, hey, did you get this fixed? Definitely. And then the other part of the special teams game that I am curious about is the return game. Because it has been a pretty gigantic non-factor this year for them. Uh, really probably a net negative in the punt return game, especially where Dax has fielded a couple. Like he hasn't really produced anything on a positive. I'm not saying like he's a huge net negative, but like he, he hasn't really produced any major positive returns. And there's been a couple that he's fielded like inside the 10 where you're like, man, that was probably one you should have let go. Um, and so again, like two or three, but over the course of six games, sure. those types of things add up. And especially when your offense has struggled from an efficiency standpoint, or you're not getting a ton of first downs, you're starting to lose field position battles and, and these things add up and the margins are slim in NFL games. So when, when you watch, uh, you know, any of the stuff that you've seen on the return game, how much of this is a team wide issue? They're not blocking it up great or whatever it may be versus, 
hey, if, if Gibson starts returning kicks and on the punt return side, maybe they get Jahan in there on some bigger situations, which they've said is on the table but haven't done yet. Could a, you know, Dax is a safe returner. Could a more aggressive, more skilled returner with some higher upside make a difference and help this team get in better situations to score points? So to add a, just a little bit of nuance, and just my opinion, I, yeah. I don't disagree with what you're saying. I actually think Dax has been good as a punt returner, like probably like a B. I think he okay. really fell on his face as a kick returner because he's taken balls out from you know three yards deep and mm. just making – I thought as a kick returner, his decision-making process was not as effective as it's been as a punt returner. I think he's done a really Fair. nice catching punts, and I think he gets enough. He gets 10 yards, whatever. Like That's, that's good punt returning. It's not elite, obviously, but it's solid. It's not going to put you in a bad spot. So I do like that they've made a transition to Gibson here. I think that that is a good thing. I think if they can get him some touches there, I think that speaks to his skill set a little bit better. Um, I think he's going to be able to catch those balls easier. And I think it's going to, again, take some of that responsibility off Dax because I don't think he was excelling in that area anyway. And I, I, so I think that's, I think that is a good thing long-term. I think uh, Gibson had his first return last week or the week before. Yeah, the problem was they played Chicago and Chicago didn't score. So he had like the second half kickoff and that was it. Yeah. So hopefully this week, uh, same thing, actually. They don't score any points. But yeah, I mean, hey, yeah, you don't want your kicker returner out there a ton, but uh, if but he again, is out there, you, you want him to be effective. But yeah, but again, those touches, I'm excited to see what he does with those because I think those fit him. Uh, again, he's explosive. He's big. He's got good vision. He can break tackles. That's that's a nice fit for him in this in this special teams landscape. And I think that'll be good, good for this team. Do you think that they should be using Jahan as a punt returner in certain situations? I My answer is no. Um, but in certain situations, yes. Like, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you don't want him back there. I know a lot of fans like get Jahan back there. He's, he's been your most consistent offensive weapon when he's not hurt. You don't want him to get hurt on a punt. Like you, de- like you can't afford that at this point of the year, you're trying to win games. So obviously like much like they would use uh, Deshaun Jackson when he was here, mm-hmm. They put them in in specific situations when you got to have it and see if you could kind of manufacture a big play. And I think that's – I would like to see them do that at some point, but I don't think there's been a call to do that yet. If if you can – There hasn't there hasn't been one where he's – there's been a couple where I'm like, man, I wish he was back here. Right. Um, and the, the, the hard part too is because they've struggled offensively and they haven't gotten their guys' touches, I'm kind of like – let, yeah, let's lower that that bar a little bit. Let's not make him the full-time returner. I'm not advocating for that at all. But let's lower that bar of, hey, we could use a big play here to we're struggling on offense. Let's see if we can get something going. Yeah. Uh, and I think they've they've just kind of been more on that break glass in case of emergency. And we haven't necessarily reached emergency, but we have certainly hit the bar of could use a spark. And there's been one or two where they've been backed up you know, like the, the opposing team is punting yeah. out their own end zone. And you're like, these are the kinds of situations where teams max protect. You get a little bit more space. Like, let's stick him back there and and get him some extra touches as a punt returner in space and see if you can. I mean, even if you don't score, set up where you're in, you're starting to drive in field goal range. And I think that bar should be, as long as he's healthy, a little bit lower than it has been. Um, but I also understand, especially with him coming off of injury uh, and how much they've struggled in the two games without him, uh, and, and especially you think of the Tennessee game in the red zone where they're at the two-yard line and can't punch it in, and he's been their best red zone guy. I understand not wanting to expose him in that way. I think you bring up a fantastic point, and I'm kind of mad I didn't think of it. But when the offense is struggling, that's the guy, right? If you need a guy to make a play, 
why not? It's not like he's catching 15 balls a game. It's not even like he's getting 15 targets. He's getting right. five targets. So right. finding a way to maximize those touches and put them in a good spot, I could see that. I, I, I like the lower threshold idea. I like if they're backed up. I like if, you know, you got to have it before the half or whatever it is. Right. Um, and so, like, the Chiefs used to do this with Tyreek, right? Yeah. They the, – the Washington used to do this with Deshaun, where, like, it was break glass in case of emergency, which hilariously the most famous time that he was – the glass was broken – was a Monday night game against Dallas in 2016, I want to say, 2015, 2016, and he muffed the punt and the game was over. Um, but he also obviously had some monster returns throughout his career, and you understand why he's back there in those situations. But Deshaun was a very break glass in case of absolute emergency. There's eight seconds left in the game. They're going to punt, and let's see if he can do the miracle at the Meadowlands thing that he did uh, when he was with the Eagles. The Chiefs if they got a favorable return situation would put Tyreek back there. Right. And I would be in favor of something closer to that until they can figure out how to get more efficient offense, get guys more touches. Uh, but it's just, they have so many weapons on offense that trying to get Jahan and Terry and Curtis and Gibson and Robinson and McKissick and Logan Thomas, like all these guys touches that if you can create an extra play for Dotson, it seems like a good use of, of his skills. You know, this is, we're getting maybe off track here, but can Curtis return kick, uh, punts? Has he done that before? He is not. I looked this up when Jahan was out because there was one of those situations that popped up and I was, I had the tweet typed. Like, I would love to see Curtis return punts here. And I was like, let me make sure he's actually done that. He hasn't. Uh -oh. um, he's returned kicks, kicks. though. But I, I would have to assume that he could like and has done it in high school or something in college i you know look that's different than doing it in the nfl uh if it were is a true emergency situation like could you figure out something could you figure out a, a trick play to get him the ball on a reverse like right. you know, how how easy that is to sneak a guy off the sideline and kind of just throw him out there uh without the other team noticing uh within the 40 second play clock um but yeah curtis is another guy that i definitely have thought of but he actually has not returned punts in his career and I think that's important for fans to understand is that there it's a different catch. And a lot of people say catching a punt's the most difficult catch in football. So you need somebody who can catch the football back there. And that's one of the reasons I don't think you'll see Gibson back there. Obviously, I think one of the reasons why you don't see Curtis back there and why you do see a guy like Dax back there is because he's hyper consistent in catching the football. And Jahan, one of the things when you're looking at his punt return tape from college is he doesn't drop punts. So I think you do feel good about getting a guy like Jahan back there because of that ability to make that really difficult catch and make good decisions. Obviously, I think Curtis, the reason I brought Curtis up is I thought his skill set, kind of his short area quickness and shake would really fit with catching punts because of the space and because of the return style. But remember, you have to be able to catch the ball. I know that seems obvious, right. but a lot of people forget that. Like they have to be able to do that first and foremost. Right. Uh, Curtis returned 10 kickoffs in 2017 for Carolina, 10 in 2018 for Carolina, but he has not returned a kick since 2018 and he has zero career punt returns. Uh, anything else in the Green Bay game? Uh, uh, offense, just, defense, special teams? Yeah, just to touch on their defense, we talked about it a little bit. I think they've got some really good players. Um, you know, Kenny Clark on the inside has been good. Their no, their backup nose guard has actually been fairly good in uh, like, kind of like the Ridgeway kind of category of guy. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, linebackers. Um, Campbell, who was maybe the highest graded defensive player on PFF last year, is not playing to that same level. Quay Walker, their first round pick, they kind of running through like a little bit of a Jamin Davis scenario with him. Like, mm -hmm. where does he fit? He's busting coverages. Um, so they've been kind of going to more dime and stuff like that. And then um, 
obviously uh, Alexander, I forget his first name, is you know many people uh, Jair Alexander the corner, yeah, top five corner in the NFL. But again, I, I do think not playing as well, and I, I, I think a big reason of that is much like this team here, it's because the offense has been struggling so bad. They're just on the field more. They're seeing more opportunities, but they are a good group. And this is not going to be like, I think fans see the stat line, they hear they're losing and they think the defense is bad. Like the defense to me jumps out on the, off the tape and especially um, God, number 52 for them. Uh, the kid from Michigan, first round pick a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah. Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary. I think he's hurt. Can we check that out real quick? Yeah. But he is, he's got to be a top for sure top 10 edge guy in the NFL at this point. And he has just been dominant uh, when he does play and it's just fun to watch in the run game and is developed as a pass rusher. So if he does play, especially given the pass protection situation, that could be a long day for us. But those are some matchups I thought we should touch on before we uh, signed out of the pod. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Preston Smith is there. Uh, yeah. And, and he's uh, – and I don't see an injury designation on Gary. So okay. Okay. Um, looks like he'll be all right. Uh, but, you know, Preston – obviously wants to always have a big day against Washington because they let him walk a couple years ago. Uh, and he's excellent. Uh, so yeah, that it's going to be interesting to, to see how this plays out. I'm very like, I would describe my, my status going into this game like this. I am not hopeful because I do think there are some fundamental flaws here that we have discussed at nauseum and I'm not going to, I'm not going to all of a sudden just be like, ah, everything's fixed now and, and be hopelessly optimistic. That's, that's not good analysis. Um, but I am very excited to see what it looks like under Heineke. Like from, yeah. from like a, this is an experiment lens. Uh, I am very excited to see we've changed <clears throat> one of the variables, one of the most important ones, uh, at quarterback. Now we get to evaluate the controls, uh, AKA Scott Turner at the offensive coordinator position. Yeah, and I think also the fact that Green Bay, despite kind of the pedigree at the quarterback position, despite kind of their recent history, they're they're struggling coming into this game, and they don't look good. So you might get a little bit of a spark from Heineke. You might catch a, a good team that's stumbling at the right time and knock them out. And then, you, then all of a sudden the complexion on this season where it looked so bleak feels so different and – I think there's a lot of optimism in uh, around the commanders if they get that win. So I agree with you. There's um, you said, what, what, how did you word that? You're not hopeful. You're curious or something. What'd you say? Yeah. I, I don't remember, but something me, like that. Me yeah. a minute ago five, was a lot five, smarter than me now. Five, I'm, six, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, let's yeah, see. I'm, I'm not hopeful, but I'm interested. Yeah. I'm not hopeful. Yeah. Not hopeful, but I'm interested. Like I'm, I'm probably a little bit more hopeful than you. Cause I, I think there's going to be, I think we'll see maybe not a good offense, but something better than what we've seen the past couple of weeks. And that's exciting given how the defense outside of the Chicago game has been playing. Yeah, no, I, I agree that the offense will look better. And obviously it can't look much worse than it against Chicago, but uh, we will see. And also, you know, we'll see who's back. Uh, Logan Thomas questionable, John Dotson questionable, like all these guys. Bates, um, right? You know, Bates is out. Yeah, see see what we've had by the time the, the final injury report uh, comes out on Friday. Um, you know, they, these guys should, a lot of them be back. Um, but how that plays into what they're able to do offensively, uh, especially as well against this green Bay defense that we just talked about. Uh, we will of course have all those answers and be able to prepare with all of that knowledge on Sunday for countdown to kickoff. We are back in our usual spot. 
10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. We look forward to talking to you on the radio then, of course, on the radio 3 to 6 each and every day uh, for the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 as well. You can check out more of Logan's work on Instagram at Logan underscore Paulson 82 and on Command Center through the Commander's YouTube channel. Uh, We've got a bunch of clips up on YouTube as well. So if you ever want to watch us talk, see these pretty faces. They put Logan's on television and everything. Uh, you can check out the YouTube page. Just search Craig Hoffman. All right, that's it. That's all for Take Command. Subscribe wherever you're listening. That way you get every single fresh episode like our next one on Monday when we review the game. And we will see you then here in Podcast Land.